0: Single single, 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 single life. Well, hello, everybody. This is Single Life with Dr. G, dating over 40. And you know what? I am so hyped. I am so hyped today. Because this is the anniversary. That's right. It's our anniversary. <laughs> it's our anniversary Two years in the making that we have been doing this podcast. We started this in 2020, September, in the midst of the pandemic. Two years later, we have put out over 40 episodes. We are in 95 countries. Some of them, I can't even pronounce, but we are in 95 countries. And get this. Two thousand eight hundred and thirty-two cities. Now, I'm gonna tell you something. When you get started on something that is your dream, and you start out and you're not heard anywhere, and then it starts to pick up, you gotta be consistent. You can't stop. Was I discouraged sometimes? Absolutely. Because, you know, we put stuff out there. People say, oh, talk about this, talk about that. And then it feels like they're not listening because of what the numbers are showing. But I'm telling you, if you just keep going, keep going. We have so many thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads. I just get amazed that the message and what we're putting out there is making a difference in people's lives. Because I am here to help you stay sane in the crazy, crazy world of dating. So it has been so exciting. If you are looking for success in a relationship or to get a relationship, please just hit me up at drgladney.com. I will help you to get where you need to be in life so you can attract your person into your life. Oh my goodness, I'm excited. Now, let me tell you why I'm even more excited. Because on this anniversary episode, we have bought back two people that we had two years ago. We had them on when, why haven't you put a ring on it? Uh huh. We were asking the men and we were asking the ladies, why haven't you gotten married? So we bought back a then bachelor and a bachelorette, some of our favorite people. And guess what, everybody? They have a person. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? We're going to hear all about this because they were the people that were just so solid in their singleness and happy doing their life. Well, how in the world did a person sneak into their life? This is going to be juicy. So we are getting ready to bring in our guests. Now we're going to first, we'll introduce her. The woman of the hour, we have Tanya Studemeyer. Let's give her a hand. Hey, now. Oh, girl. Hey, 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 We can't wait to hear what you have to say. Now, this, this guest, he has been on, what, three times and started up some controversy. Y'all know who he is. You know. Mr. Eugene, he's been on, what is it, Eugene, three times or four times? Just three. Three times. He's been on, and you know this man does not bite his tongue. He says it, and I have gotten some, some comments from some of the stuff he said, but guess what? He got a person. Can't wait to hear. Hello, Eugene. Hello. <laughs> Woo! Guys, we're so excited, and everybody can't wait to hear what y'all have to say. So two years ago, when we did this episode and we were talking about being single and both of you all were kind of in the same space of never have been married and all that. So we want to kind of get caught up. So Tanya, we'll start with you. If you can kind of remind everybody and tell a little bit about yourself. All right,
1: everybody. Hey, I am or I was, let me just say that I was the, uh, perpetually single chick. On purpose, I'll say that for many different reasons, and we'll get into that. But so just a little bit about myself. I am an IT, been in IT for about 28 years, but I've also been an entrepreneur that whole time um, in the music game, you know, in the modeling game, in the um, photography game. And that's what I do now, my IT and my photography. So that's a little bit about myself. And you were... Single, you
0: said perpetually single. Perpetually, girl. So, you were the person who had never been married.
1: No. And had you been in a committed relationship? I had not been in a committed relationship since my I was with my son's dad. So, my son is now 29 years old. And we were together until my son was two, two and a half. So, do the math. Wow. Years. So,
0: no committed relationship for years and years. Now, Let's get this right. That
1: didn't mean you didn't have some people or companionship, right? I had companionship, had friends, uh, different degrees of relationships and friendships. But, you know, somebody that I considered a boyfriend and he considered me his girlfriend and we were committed. No, not in 27 years. Wow. Okay. Eugene, remind us yes. you, you about your
0: who you are and what's your past. Oh, let's see. What are we going to call this? What's your
2: past journey has been? Uh, My journey was a little different than hers. I dated someone for about 13 years. That ended end of 2013. So I've actually was single until then or until now. Always enjoyed the single life, I guess you could say. Mm. Yeah. Um, a lot of benefits. <laughs> 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 but um. You know, it took somebody to uh, show me a different light and say, you know, it's time to settle down.
0: Okay. Okay. We're going to get into that. Why had you guys never gotten married before? Was that not something that you desired? Did you, Eugene, you were with somebody 13 years and you didn't marry her.
2: Well, okay. So when I wanted to get married early on, she didn't want to get married. Okay. Then later on down the line, she wanted to get married and I didn't want to get married. Because when you decide that you want to get married, you give up, you know, as a man, you know, all the things you used to do or you thought about doing or you wanted to do, you know, all that changes. So when you actually commit to somebody and say, I want to marry you, you know, it's a whole different stage in your life. And then when you're told no, and it wasn't, you know, you're not upset, but when you're told no, it's hard for you to come back, you know, years later and say, okay, I'm ready now. Well, you know, I was ready back then. But, I mean, we still are friends. We you know, we'd still cool. So it wasn't bad. It was just when I was ready, she wasn't. And then when she was ready, I wasn't. And then later on, we said, we asked ourselves, do we need to define our relationship by marriage? And we said, no.
0: Okay. So now let me ask you this. A lot of times with people in these long-term relationships and, you know, they, there was no marriage or something in that. Do you feel like it was a waste of time? no or do you feel does she feel like you wasted my time I could have been with somebody else you didn't want me she didn't no, feel
2: like that. but I think that's I think the problem that people have is everyone's trying to find their forever yes and
1: well, not no matter th-
2: well, those who
1: are trying yeah those who I, are
2: trying because mm-hmm. like I always said show me a law that says I have to get married you know because I know people that are 10, 20, 30 years older than me, who've never been married, but have had great lives. So my life wasn't going to be defined about whether I got married or not. Okay. I've never said I didn't want to get married. It would just take a special person to make me want to get married.
0: Wow. That's good. Okay, Tanya, why had
1: you never gotten married? Well, I would just say, um, the opportunity never presented itself. You've got to be in a position where you're courting and, um, Kind of open to commitment first before you even talk about marriage, right? So Mm -hmm. I just, I never went down that path. That was not my journey. And for for lots of different reasons, I mean, there, no, there is nothing wrong with T, y'all, before people say, gotta be something wrong with her. No, if if a man or a woman chooses single them over being in a committed relationship, that is their choice for you know, a multitude of reasons. So people should really take that stigma off of that position that people choose to be in. Now, I love the idea of being in love too. I, you know, I love that, the concept of somebody loving you and you loving somebody. So I didn't ever say I didn't have love. I just said I wasn't in a committed relationship. So, right. so you know, when you
0: talk about when you say that, because that is the stigma for men and women, And I don't know that we can remove that because once you get over 50, uh, over 40 sometimes, but definitely over 50. And it's like, oh, well, particularly for women, because men get to seem like have the choosing of asking the person to marry. Some women have not been asked to be married. And so that's not really what they chose. And so they're for it is the stigma that comes into play of, well, and I've heard men say that. I've heard people say, well, something has to be wrong because if she was a good woman, a man would have snatched her up. You know, you hear all these things. I don't necessarily believe all of that. But also with the man, you go, he's never been married. Oh, he don't have any children. And then you hear people say, well, something, what's going on with him? So how do y'all think we could get rid of that? Something got to be wrong with them.
2: <laughs> well, from well, first you have of all, to stop us. Go ahead, ladies first.
1: Well, the stigma starts with, uh, you know, that pressure that society puts on us all to step inside a box and to be conformed to what other people think your life should look like. Right? Honestly, if I didn't take chances and and things in my life, I would have never got to tra- travel abroad performing. Like I would have never been able to experience some things, you know, not allowing people to define you is very important. You can't define my life. You can look at my life as a friend. If you're a friend or somebody close to me who loves me and you can suggest and you can you can try to nurture me and, and we can talk about things that you think I can do to improve myself. You can't define my life for me. <laughs> I can't de- define your life for you, right? So we have to stop doing that to people, letting people define who we should be. That's good. Okay. Eugene?
2: I think you just got to stop believing in social media. Mm. I mean, social media to most people is their life.
0: It is.
2: They think whatever happens on social media is occurring every single day in real life. And it's not. No. You know, even the most best relationship that you see on TV, on Instagram, on Facebook, everybody has problems. And I'm not going to let anybody tell me what I should or should not do. I'm going to do what I want to do. So if I want to get married, I'll get married. If I want to stay single, I'll stay single. It's it's what I want. Now, like she said, we can take, we can all listen to suggestions. And I've always said, it's like a buffet. When you go to a buffet, you don't eat everything. You pick and choose what you want. So when people are giving you advice, advice and they're telling you what you should and should not do, some of it is good, but the most you just leave it where it is.
0: Well, and then you got to look at the people who are giving you the advice. Somebody <laughs> who's
2: never been married telling me I should be married.
0: Telling you should we get married. I know that's a whole different thing. Okay. So we touched on that a little bit. We're going to really get into your persons. So first of all, tell us when you met the person, because sometimes you can meet the person and not start dating and people can come back around into their lives. Eugene, when did you first meet your
2: person? I met this person three years ago at Florence. Oh, wow. Um, What's the, what the flaunt? Flaunt is, I have a friend named Jimmy Porch. He has a crew with him. And they throw this, it's, I call it an extravaganza. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they used to do it like once a quarter. But then, you know, yeah. um, pandemic came and things of that nature. So flaunt is a huge party where whatever you want to flaunt, you flaunt. Whether it's a dress, it's a suit, it's shoes, hair, hat, whatever. So I knew her her girlfriend actually turns out to be her best friend and she introduced us and um we just had good conversation and <laughs> i invited her back to my room i had a hotel room
1: <laughs>
2: she thought i was trying to get some i wasn't we were just having such a good conversation and front was over i didn't want the conversation to end so she didn't come back to the room we exchanged numbers we probably text a couple of weeks and then for whatever reason we stopped texting. And then two years later, I get a message on Messenger. Hey, I was looking at our pictures. How are you doing? And at first I go, where was I this week that we took pictures together? (laughs) So I'm thinking of myself, because I don't remember taking pictures with her because it had been two years.
0: And and two years and a lot of other singleness in in between (laughs) it. Go ahead.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I've met a lot of people. um, That is true. Yeah, And then it popped up on my timeline, flaunt popped up on my timeline and I was going through the pictures and I saw her and I was like, oh, this is where I met her at. And then from there we took off.
0: So she reached back out. So let me just ask you this, during that two years, had you thought about her? Had you thought, because the conversation was great and you didn't want it to end. So had you thought about, oh, you know, let me just kind of
2: see what she's doing or where you just be be realistic. No, because like you said, I'm as a single man, I'm, I'm meeting people constantly. And what was so crazy, she saw me at Lava Katina, which is a spot that we go to. And she was looking very good. I waved to her. She said, hi. I didn't even know who she was. I'm like, she must have the wrong man because I don't know her.
0: Look, wait, wait, I got to stop you. So audience, you just know this is how men do. He said she was looking very good. He didn't know who she was, but he was waving because she looked good, right? She said hi. Okay. And you thought she looked good.
2: She did. So she was like, like, like. for example, she was going up the stairs. I was coming downstairs. So it was like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, she's nice. But I didn't know who she was. So. Wow. I can imagine
1: that he waved Dr. G because she's a beautiful woman. Number one, number two, you know, she carries herself extremely well in public. So for, for a man to see a beautiful woman, I'm sure Eugene kind of looked around also and saw the, all the other eyes on her. Cause I'm sure the other eyes were on her. And then just the fact that she was waving at you, calling you out men love that. Right. right. Okay. She giving me that attention. So yeah. that alone, you know, kind of, uh, up her, her her stake a little bit right there. <laughs> and
0: and she remembered him and he didn't remember her. Well, that's a whole nother story. I'm going to get into that. Okay. So Tanya, tell us about when you met and when you started dating.
1: Oh, it's, it's really a very similar story to Eugene's. A, a little different spin though. We actually met through a mutual friend, male friend to both of us, actually really good friend to him, really good friend to me as well. But his mutual friend was a very good friend of mine. So we met like. I wanna say 10 years ago, honestly, and in passing. And so our mutual friend would bring him to events that I would do that I'd be hosting. And he was like just the my homeboy that's coming with me, you know. Hey, I'm going to this set. My girl is doing, you know, she always got beautiful people in the place, you know, always a good time. Come on. So he came to like maybe two or three parties that I hosted over the years, we would like flirt real subtly. I mean, it was so subtle, it almost was non-existent. <laughs> um, and, for, for real. And then I know one time we exchanged numbers. I want to say that was probably at about the five year mark, like literally, we exchanged numbers and we probably text like two or three times, but transparency, you know, he he's been married twice before. So we both talked about it probably was a time where he was coming out of a marriage, possibly. Yeah. I, um, we just know that we met and we exchanged numbers because when we saw each other again, close to two years now, and he said, you still have my number. And I typed the number in that he was giving me and his name popped up. Oh, um, yeah. So we, we both just cracked up laughing because we had each other's numbers. We didn't use them though. Right. So that's a lesson for folks to say, it, it doesn't always happen with that one you think it's going to happen with. Sometimes it's that one that is supposed to be there at that time for you to to be engaged with. And that's what I was going to say, because both of
0: you had met the person before and kind of had some little whatever and then just kind of went on. A lot mm-hmm. of times people are looking for it. And I tell people sometimes it could be the person that you already know. You've already met them. And we people are always looking for new people. Somebody new to me, then And that's great and stuff. I'm not saying anything against that, but this is a lesson. And it wasn't like love at first sight. And like, oh, that's my, because a lot of times people have this fantasy in their head. They go meet their person and there's going to be all of this heart. So <laughs> it was like, oh, you my person. And it doesn't have to be like that. And this is a prime example. Okay, so you guys started dating. So, Tanya, we'll keep on with yours. So you you saw each other again, and then what? Sparks
1: flew? Well, no, Sparks did not fly. <laughs> I actually ran into him with, uh, I was out with some girlfriends, and it literally was by fate that I ran into him. So one of my girlfriends was adamant about this Is your person just because of the way he interacted with me? And I said, no, it's because we haven't seen each other in a long time. And he was excited about seeing me. That's what I was feeling. She was adamant saying, he is so into you. Matter of fact, it was raining a little bit that night and we were all walking out to the parking lot and he picked me up and carried me over a puddle. I remember my girlfriend saying well, he didn't pick me up. I was like, well, you know, he do not know you. She's like, girl, he's, he likes you. He really likes you. So it really did. I'm going to be honest with you. It took my friend to open my mind, to look at him a different way, because I was totally blind to that. Like I was like, man, it's not into me. We know each other. We're cool or whatever. So it took somebody else's that was close to me, I would say. It wasn't just anybody, but somebody that's close to me who knows me and knows, you know, somebody who would be good for me. And mm. so I listened and I was like, okay, well, let's see. And I was the one who made the phone call. It was not him, mm. it was me. Wait, girl, say that. Okay, listen, this is it, also important. This is so
0: important. You said you made the phone call after, okay, so you you see Amanda thing, your girlfriend's telling you, You are saying, okay, let me, if she believes this, let me just kind of see. Was that what pushed you into making the phone call? Because a lot of times women say, well, I'm just going to wait and see if he's going to respond and he didn't reach back out to me. What made you say, you know what,
1: let me make the phone call? Because of the circumstance. That's why I say I kind of felt like it was destined because if it had been somebody new, I would not have done it. Right, right. Because he was somebody I knew, I was familiar with, he was familiar with me. I felt comfortable doing it. Right. So I felt like, you know, what is it to lose? Like, you know, we know each other, nothing else. We're just going to be cool. And I, and I literally asked him out. I said, you want Hey, you want to go grab a bite to eat? And I wow. was like, yeah, sure. So, you know, that, that's literally how it started. I love
0: it. I absolutely love it. So women, all the women listening out there, I hope you're taking some of these notes as we always give this good stuff because, you know, it's it's that, it's that feeling of, you know, and I, I'm one of those people who would say, you know, that I'm not going to offer a guy a drink first and, you know, make that kind of first move. But this was so different because you guys did know each other. There was a lot of interaction. And like you said, if it was somebody new, you wouldn't have done that because you didn't know him, but you know him. So then that just sparked, sparked this journey. So how long
1: have you guys been dating? So we actually reconnected. That was in 2020 Thanksgiving weekend. Um, We reconnected. Remember the event? It was a Roy Jones fight. Eugene had to help me remember who he was fighting, but I remember it was that fight night. Um, Roy Jones was fighting somebody. I
0: think
1: it was Mike Tyson, wasn't it? Was it Mike Tyson? No. Oh, oh, look. No, Eugene <laughs> <laughs> said no. You know. <laughs> Whoever it was fighting, it was a big fight, though I remember. But yeah, it was it was 2020 November. And so literally, gee, I'll make it fast. We um we actually went out so that following weekend, just, just to dinner, real casual. we, we might have went out one or two more times. It was close to Christmas. Um, I had a, a party at my house, he came to my house, but this is still during COVID, y'all. So we wasn't doing big things. We wasn't moving around yeah, like that. Yeah. Like all of us were kind of stuck um, where we were. If I'm it was Mike Tyson. You, it was Mike Tyson. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, who said Doctor G is always right? What did you say? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we um, literally it went fast. It went from it went from us going out a couple times to literally about five weeks later, maybe six weeks later to being in a committed relationship and let me just say transparency it was his decision okay to enter into a committed relationship and we were gonna done. definitely dive into
0: that i can't wait to ask you a question about that i want to hear about before i do that eugene so when you guys saw each other at flaunt then tell me what transpired
2: you wait i said two years later she hit me up and um when I found out who she was and then I, you know, cause I'm looking at this picture, I'm like, she looked good. Oh,
0: la- lava cantina. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> you know? And then I remember flaunt. So uh, we just started texting each other on messenger and I was like, let's do brunch. You know, I was like, what'd you eat for breakfast? She was like a pop tart. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I want, I, I want to do brunch and, you know, unlimited mimosas. And she was like, you know, I have my son with me. What about next weekend? So I was like, okay, cool. But next weekend, my friends were going to Bob's Chop House and then they were going to Kai. I didn't have a date. So I said, let me just ask if she want to go. And she said, yeah. So we had such a good time for our first quote unquote official date. I mean, it was it was really cool. So that like set the groundwork. Your first
0: date was a group date, basically.
2: Yes, it was. Well, two other couples. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: yes. So, yes. did you feel like you were getting to know her? Did you feel because it was a lot of other people around?
2: Oh How no, we got to know each other. Oh. <laughs> we definitely got to know Why each other
0: were at Bob's Chop House.
2: <laughs> yes, we had a, and then when we came outside, we took pictures. You know, all of us took pictures, and it was a little chilly. We gave her my jacket, and we were at Kai. So we had a, it was it was really fun. It was really fun. So, so Eugene,
0: do you think Eugene that that made a difference because when you have somebody that's around your friends and they can interact and you can kind of see how they act in person do you think that that's even kind of better than if y'all were uh, by yourselves just trying to have a conversation getting to know each other
2: um i won't say i i wouldn't say it's quote unquote better but i would say it allows you to in a sense move quicker because your friends are going to tell you right then and there the next day or even at night, either, Hey, she's cool. I like her or Mm -hmm. nah, Some, nah, you know, but she hit it off. Then that was cool. You know, and, and my friends are honest people, so they're not gonna, you know, they're not going to sugarcoat anything. And they liked her, which at that point wouldn't have had a bearing because it was new. So, you know, even if she, quote-unquote, had a bad night that night. That could have been because she was nervous or something. You never know. Right. So I wouldn't have judged it from that night. But we had a we had a really good time that night, though. And it okay. continued from there.
1: And it makes a difference when you do have a good time and you get to see that person's, that side of them, right? Right. And it's at a time where it's so new that it's like, what you got to lose, right? It's like, let's just have a good time. Let's kick right. it. Let's enjoy each other's company. There's no expectations. It's just, right. it's just us, just being us, and let's see if we can vibe. Uh, to me, that's like the best time uh in a relationship, other than when you do finally figure out that person is your person, but it's that that fresh newness, a clean slate, you know, a new, a new vibe. And when it when it's clicking, it's clicking, it's good. So it's
2: like a kid in a candy store. Right, right. <laughs>
0: Well, so Eugene, was it your idea to be in a committed relationship?
2: Actually, it was. So we saw each other up until, matter of fact, for Valentine's Day this year, she wasn't going to be here. She was going to visit her daughter in another state. So I got with her best friend. I need her daughter's address. So I sent a box of two dozen roses to her daughter's address. So when she got off the plane, she said her daughter was like, mom, you got a package. Did you order something? And she was like, no, but she said they share the same account. So maybe she ordered something and sent it to the wrong address. So she had no idea. And then she said when she got there and she opened it and saw it was roses and saw it was for me, you know, set it off. I so, well. then, so the next day, uh, February 15th, I posted on Facebook. I did a little, I don't even do TikTok but I did a little TikTok video and I said, I'm in a committed relationship.
1: And then then the world shook, Dr. G. I
2: know,
1: (laughs) I know. I did too. What? What?"
0: It's like, are you serious? Are you kidding me, Eugene?
2: (laughs) See, okay, but here's the thing that people fail to realize. I've always wanted a committed relationship. Mm. I just never found the right person. So, you know, when they say, well, because even she said her friend told her he's a habitual dater. Yeah. Okay, but I'm a single man. So what am I supposed to do? You have to, you know, you try on shoes. Okay, this, yeah, this look good, but it don't fit good. You know, or this fits good, but I don't like the look. So you got to, you know, you you got to try on, and I'm not calling women shoes by no means, but I'm saying you have to try on the, enough shoes to find the right pair.
0: Okay. So that sounds great. Now you use this analogy of trying on shoes and I actually love it because we all could get that analogy as women. We try on a whole bunch of shoes a lot of times. And so you got to get that right one. She is the right fit. So what is it about her that you said this is the right fit?
2: I think it was more of, it was like a connection when you first met her. So like I said, like the ideal of you being out with, Two other couples that are my people, not yours, and you—you you acting like you've known them and they've known you forever—that was cool. I mean, we had the interaction was cool, conversation was cool. She's a very beautiful lady, carries herself well. I like the way she dressed, the little outfits that she wear. And then, like when we when we have conversation and we talk about family and we talk about our kids and um, futures and things like that. We have good conversation, so it's a like you always you always hear that quote. What do you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, she brings a lot to the table that somebody else may not. And I'm not saying other people don't bring stuff to the table, right. but when you start stacking it up, her stack just became a little bit higher than others.
0: So she basically had the stuff that you were looking for, and also what you needed.
2: Well, okay. I'll say needs and wants are two different things. Okay. So in any relationship, there's compromise. Mm -hmm. So if you meet more of my needs than my wants, then I, you know, you can sit there and say, okay, you have to be able to decide you're not going to find the perfect lady. Right. You're not going to, they're not out there.
0: None of us are perfect, right?
2: Nobody's perfect. Everybody has their flaws. So you have to decide what flaws you can deal with and what flaws you can't. And then when you go down the line and you think back to the, we'll say conquest that I had, she brings more to the table. She she meets more of my needs.
0: Okay, I love it. I, I You know what? I've met her and I think she's just a wonderful person. I've had many conversations with her because, you know, I felt like that was my job because I knew- <laughs> So I had to dig into her mind. So I think that's great. Okay, Tanya, same question for you. What was it, not having been in a committed relationship all these years, what was it about your guy that you said when he bought it up saying, I want you, I want you, baby? <laughs> no, I don't know what he said. But when he when he came and said, you know, that he wanted to be in a committed relationship What was it about him
1: that you said, okay, let's do it? Well, the transparency. I know where it's sometimes difficult for a man to be transparent and and kind of lead with their feelings. And he is very much an alpha male. And so um, it's very hard for him to be vulnerable like that. And the fact that he was willing to do that and the fact that he just put it all out there to me was like the most attractive thing ever has nothing to do with physicality that has, and 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 he's fine. Let me just say that, it but it had nothing to do with the physicality. It had to, everything to do with who he is as a man for me. And it was like, I am not saying just like Eugene, you know, was saying there's a lot of great people out there. I I, I know this. And I'm not saying that I could not have found somebody in my 27 years of single dumb. I just hadn't come across somebody who really made me want to settle down. And want to commit and want to kind of try something different. Um, and we're very different people, as, as much as we are a, a lot alike. Athletic, uh, we like a lot of the same things um, for entertainment. Um, as far as like, you know, we're outdoorsy people. We have those similarities, but you know, <laughs> that's kind of where it ends. Like we're 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 very different people. So it it truly was to me inevitable that. I had to open my eyes and really step back and look and say, you know, there's something about this situation that feels so right, you know, mm. and and allow it to happen because I'm notorious for sabotaging stuff and, and shutting it down, you know, mm. uh, for self-protection. That's my MO. So this time I, I just kind of let it let it happen. So, guys, let me ask you all this. Did you feel butterflies?
0: Because I'm just trying to go down a list of the stuff that people are people think that's going to happen. Did Tanya, did he give you butterflies? And you were like, oh, my God. Did you, was
1: it that kind of situation? But, but you know what? The butterflies did not come from day one. And that's not anything against him. It was how we knew each other. Yeah. The butterflies came when you actually realized this person cuts for you like no other. Right. Has your back. He's your protector. He's your lover. He's your friend. He's your dude. Like he's going to be there for you no matter what. That brings butterflies, you know, at this stage in our life. No, we're not, you know, teenagers. Like we, you know, we, we lived. It wasn't the butterflies in the sense that you get all fluttery for, you know, kind of the shallow reasons that people do. For, for me, it was more about the, the security I felt just being around them. And I've never felt like I needed that before. Honestly, right. I always felt I'm good. You know, I'm good. That's my mantra. But, yeah. you know, when you get a real man that steps in and he's just like, man, I got you. Like, I'm here. And both of you guys have met him. Um, but you most definitely, Dr. G, you see he's just a strong, he's That's just true. a strong, strong man. Um, And I like that. And it would take one, though, but take somebody like that to, to deal with me. Wow. <laughs> so. Wow. This is so, and let me say
0: to both of you guys, cause I know both of you all and, and, and I know everybody was just shocked from both, from both of y'all, like what you, you in a relationship, you got a person and, you know, cause people have maybe expected y'all to be single, you know, forever because they had not been seeing you with anybody, but I think it's a very good shock For everybody. So now we talked about the good stuff. We're just here to enlighten because I think a lot of times people don't think about the challenges in relationships, even when you do find your person. And people just think it's all roses and it's all romantic and two dozen roses are coming to the house all the time. And you know, even if you post, Eugene, I saw your post. (laughs) Even if you post when y'all singing and it's just such a such a wonderful time. Let's talk about some of those challenges, because people that aren't in relationships, they see all of this and they just think it's just it's just so wonderful to have a person. But I just kind of want y'all to be real and let people know some of the challenges at the stage in our life when you do find your
1: person.
2: Well, keep well, it. In. Go, go ahead. Up. Ladies you first. You can go. Nope, ladies <laughs> first.
1: OK, well, just, just keep it real, real quick. At the end of the day, first of all, we're Eugene and I both, what we have in common is that we have very strong personalities. So what makes people endear to you also makes people kind of step back because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we have very aggressive, strong personalities. So I, I know that going into a relationship, that can be a lot for a man to deal with. Um, so I had to learn and it took some lessons for me to learn. Not to say everything that's on your mind, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think before you say it, um, think how you're going to say it. That's kind of what he always says to me is like, Man, if you would just stop and think before you let that slide out your mouth, because just to be honest, I'm transparent, you know, trying to protect yourself, you know, sometimes you feel like you have to shoot a dagger and think first. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of sets that person back and goes, wait a minute. Is is this the person that I fell in love with? Right. That that hurt. You know what I mean? So, you know, and I'm taking that responsibility on myself. That's learning that I've had healing that I've had to go through for myself so that I don't hurt him. Right. Um, I mean, that's just the reality of me bringing somebody else into my space after 27 years. It was a challenge because I'm used to being doing my own thing when I want to do it. Not really having anybody that I have to kind of check in with, not answer to, but just check in because it respectful. Right. respectful. Um, I just hadn't had to do that. And that's not really a problem. It's really not because we, we were together more than we were not together. But, you know, it was just a challenge that I got a whole other person that I have to consider besides myself. So. So do you feel like you've had to, a- like Eugene had mentioned earlier, the compromise,
0: do you feel like you've had to change some things about yourself that you didn't realize were there in
1: order to make sure that the relationship works? Mm-hmm. Okay. More, More, I've had to change more than I've really not had to change because, hey, when you're by yourself for so many years, you don't, you think you're all good. Like, because there's no, you're, you're not bouncing anything off of anybody yeah. else. And the people that are just kind of pass, passing through your space, you know, for whatever reason, they may be long-term friendships, but nobody has anything to lose because there's no commitment involved, right? right? So they, those people, are not invested enough in you to tell you, "Hey, you might not want to do that, or you might not want to say that, or you might not want to share that or show that," because they love you enough to tell you when you're wrong. You know what I mean? Right. right. So okay, so Eugene, yes.
2: what are some of the
0: challenges? You were talking about that compromise and all of that,
2: so. I think it's more of, in any relationship, you can't, and one of the things that everyone does, I don't care who you are, you bring past experiences into a brand new relationship on both sides, her side, her and I. So you can't tell me, well, I'm used to this, because my reaction is going to be, then why aren't you with them?
0: Mm.
2: You know, something, yeah, they may have did this, but there's something, there's some reason why you still, you're not with them.
0: Right, right.
2: So I have to think of the same thing. So again, you have to watch what you say because you're not. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, you know. Because I, if you're the one I'm supposed to be with, you're the one I'm supposed to be with. But there are always going to be things that you have to work through because no relationship, like we said before, is perfect. So when we talk about those needs and wants, you have to really sit back and say, okay, these wants are are they that major in my life that I gotta have them, or can I do without them? As long as those needs are being met, Absolutely. then the wants are, you know, that's like when you go to the ice cream store and you get the ice cream cone. Do you want sprinkles? Now I really want the ice cream, but if you give me the sprinkles, okay, that's just just icing on the cake, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that I have had to come to learn when she has issues with anything, I always have a rebuttal. So then she's like, Well, you know, it's not about you. It's about me. You're not hearing what I'm saying. So I had to I had to learn that. So now if we have an argument or I won't say argument, I'll say discussion. Right. You know, if we have a discussion, she thinks I don't hear her because I don't say nothing. But I hear every word she says. And she's like, you're not listening to me. But then I repeat everything she said. Okay, you were listening to me. Yes, I hear you. But because I don't give you a reaction doesn't mean I didn't hear you. You know, so if you say, well, and I'm just going to throw an example out there. If you say you don't cook breakfast enough, I may not respond to you, but the next morning I might cook breakfast. Mm-hmm. So just because I didn't say nothing that I acknowledge what you said, my actions are going to show you that I heard what you said.
0: Okay. So it's really about learning that person. Correct. And it's, uh, it's also about learning something about you because- mm-hmm. How you are with somebody else doesn't work with somebody else, first of all. And then, when that person, when you are in a committed relationship, that person is vested in you, then what they are saying to you is going to make you a better person, whether you're with them or not. And I think people have to realize that it's not that in relationships, people are saying, I want you to like listen. Just because it's me, it's just, that's just a good characteristic to do is to to be listening, to understand what somebody's saying. So would you guys say that
1: your person has made you a better person? I would say it for myself, your significant other, if they truly are your significant other, they kind of make you reflect, look at your own reflection in the mirror and just kind of own your stuff, right? Right. And so I appreciate him for it. Sometimes I don't let him know I appreciate it. I resent him at that moment. But a lot of times in my quiet time, I think back to something that he said or something that he asked me to think about. And I'm like, hmm, he was right on the money. You know, you don't always like to admit when I had the person right about something. Yeah. And that's vice versa. It goes both ways. Let me just say, and I'm sure he would say the same thing. I've given him a lot to think about from himself. And, you know, kind of where he is at this stage in his life and how he interacts with people. giving him some things to think about. But he's a, his own worst it. critic. So it's like yeah. you know, some, some of those things he's already thought about. But yeah, I think he's maybe a better person, whether he be my partner or not, just in friendship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You that from a friend. For somebody Absolutely. to be real with you, right? Somebody to be real. And that's what he is. Okay, Eugene. Would you say she's making you a better man?
2: <laughs> yes, I would say yes. I think it works both ways. Like she said, you know, oh, absolutely. you're going to get things and you're going to give things. Uh, I'll give you one quick example. She's mad at me for whatever reason it was. But then like the next day she was like, oh, you know, you didn't hold me when we slept or something like that. I was like, you were mad at me. I wasn't mad at you. You have to show me that you're not mad no more. So it's up to you, uh, you know, it's up to you to show me, I'm not going to sit here and cuddle you and say, it's all right. No, you're mad at me. So when she thought about it, she was like, you know what? You're right. If I'm no longer mad at you, I have to show you that you're mad. I'm no longer mad at you. So we help each other out. Mm-hmm. Didn't always work. Cause you know, <laughs> sometimes people are stubborn. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, yeah. And even like my homeboys will tell you, if we get into an argument, Long as I understand where you're coming from, and you understand where I'm coming from, then I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Because I can think, like you said, later on, you can think, okay, well, this is why she said, okay, I understand that now. And then you can make adjustments if adjustments need to be made.
0: Well, I can definitely say I've seen a change in you, and and that's not in to me.
2: Say.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Sure. And, and and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a. I think when you find a person and you know that you have somebody that cuts for you, like Tanya was saying, I think that makes everybody just a little bit more stable and a little bit more confident in a way. Because you know you don't have to do this. You don't have to do all of this by yourself. And that's kind of what we all want. And I've just seen you. I've seen you really seem happy Eugene in a in a different way. So I think it's been all good. And by the way, I let her know that. <laughs> because I think, like I said, I think that's that's a good thing. Ooh,
2: can I can be go, honest? go ahead. Can I be honest? Yes. Okay. And I guess if I ever had an issue, it would be like I've always been the same way I am now. It's like, okay, Eugene she's done this, this, and this. No, I've always been this way. I've just never had the person to express that with
0: bring that out.
2: Right. So it's, it's, I'm not going to take anything away from her, you know, but I don't want people to think, Oh, she changed him. She did this. No, I've always been this way. It's just that, like you said before, now the lady I had for 13 years, she'll tell you, Oh, this, that's him.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, and and until you get to that point where you you want to be with that person, and I'm not saying I have my guards up, but you don't get to see everything.
0: Right. No. You know, I get
2: when that. when you go to that buffet, I'm not giving you everything. I'm only gonna give you a certain part. Now, the more I'm into you, then I can open up more. So I would say she didn't change me, she just allowed me to be more of me.
0: Mm, okay. Well, you know what? That's fair. I guess when I'm saying it. I'm saying more of how you are to everybody else out in the world. And remember, I used to say, you just seem so defensive. You like want to fight when you get on the show and like women, this women. Now you just like, hey, you chilled. So it's more of a probably of a chill kind of deal. And it's because you have this person that you focus on and not everything else and everybody else and be, look, and be putting that stuff in the single life group, starting arguments.
2: (laughs) I don't start arguments. I just give you a different perspective to view things.
0: I know, but no, it's a good thing. It's all wonderful. I'm so excited for both of you all before the time, it just goes so fast. But before we wrap up, I just want to ask each one of you, Tanya, what advice would you have for it? the women out there that are listening. We have so many listeners. And remember, we have people all around. I told you in 95 countries. So what this says is that people everywhere struggle with the same stuff. Doesn't matter what culture, what custom, what, you know, what ethnicity. Women all around are kind of struggling with the same thing. And a lot of people are still waiting or looking or waiting to be chosen or however you wanna say it that are women for their person. What kind of advice
1: would you give to the women out there? And this is just from experience, so it's not just my opinion without backing it up from experience. You got to allow yourself to be open to receive somebody into your life. I was not in a position for a long, long time where I even entertained it. And that's just the truth. Like I was in the presence of some Pretty high power gentlemen, and you know, really good guys too. So I'm not saying that I haven't met guys that um, had the potential to be that guy, but I was not in a place to receive it. So get yourself and your mind in a position where you can receive something good coming into your life. That's number one. Number two is don't be afraid to act on an impulse of you know what I want to call him or I want to see what he's about. It doesn't have to be him checking for you all the time, you know. You can check for a guy and I'm not talking about doing it in a manner where it's off putting to a guy, especially right. an alpha male. But right. I'm saying, you know, if there's nothing wrong with you voicing interest and inviting him to dinner or and a real gentleman's still going to it's still a date. And it's still right. He's probably still going to, you know. Treat you as if he had asked you to go, right? A real gentleman will. Absolutely. But I'm saying this, you don't have to sit around and wait and say, oh, I hope he asked me out. Oh, I hope, you know, I wish yeah. she would call me. <laughs> you know, make make a move. Like, if that's what you want to do, make a move. And I that's, love that's it. my advice. So I love it. And ladies, make a move. But the, it, it needs
0: to be the right move. <laughs> like she <laughs> said. Okay, Eugene, what, are, what is the advice that you would give to the men out there because trust me, just as many men are telling me they can't find the woman or the women and all the stuff that they tell me about women. So what would, what advice would you give to the men out there that are still trying to find a person and they still serial dating?
2: You know, realistically be yourself. Cause I talk to not only my lady, her friends and, and men try to lead with their cars their houses, their money. And for the most part, don't get me wrong. There is a demographic that won't all that. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm saying real women, they don't care about that. They care about the individual, you know, because most of those women have their own anyway. Right. So you're not impressing them. So be yourself. Like, I'm going to be me regardless. I'm 24 seven. She understands that. Like, I mean, the night that I did the infamous Facebook, we came home and, I, I, I listen to nothing but old school and I'm singing and I was like, I'm gonna put this on Facebook. He's like, no, you're not. I said, like, yes, I am. And it got over 1500 views, but wow. I was just being me. So right. it's not, I'm not trying to impress anybody. You know, I'm not trying to be somebody I'm not. I'm not trying to look like this, or look like that. I just do me and you're either going to like it or you don't. It's that simple.
0: Okay. Now I know the next question. I know y'all get this all the time. I know you have to, because people love love. Are you guys getting the question, when when are the wedding bells coming? Does that happen to you all? You know, it does, especially where we live. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, um, what would you say to people that seem to, as soon as you get with somebody, they try to push you to the altar? I know what it is because people love love. And people are genuinely happy for you and they feel like that's the next step. How do you guys handle that? Does that pressure you? What what do you do? Does it upset you? H- how do you how do you respond to that?
2: I don't have pressure. It's that simple. Okay. I don't do it on nobody's time but my own. Okay. So I told I even told her two years. Cause I've okay. seen so many people get they meet somebody in six months, they marry, they divorce in six months. Yeah. yeah. In two years, you can go through a lot together. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. can decide if you want to really do this or if you don't. Yeah. And even if two years and you decide you don't, you've you've become great friends. So it, should, it shouldn't end right there. Just because yeah. we're not getting married, we still have a great friendship. Mm-hmm. So I don't listen to people. Like I said, I posted on a Facebook post. I caught a garter belt at a wedding and I said, oh, I'm not going to be single long. And people are wins the wedding. When's, you, can't, you can't force me to do nothing I don't want to do. Until I want to do it. And that's that simple.
1: Okay, that's good. Tanya, how do you handle that? So it's the fucking order of the way people think that we should, the order of things, right? So, oh, first they're asking me, why am I not dating anyone? Why did you have a boyfriend? Girl, you should have guys lined up. Why are you not? Okay, well, if you know me, that's probably because that's a position that I'm okay with being in. Second thing is, okay, so now I finally do let somebody into my space and we have a good situation and a, a great vibe and we're, we're enjoying each other, but I swear to goodness, you can't walk out the door without somebody saying, oh, my favorite couple, when are you getting married? <laughs> or, you know, when's the big day? And I'm like, are you serious? Like we literally are just coming up on 2 years in in January and I'm like, what happens if people dating? Can, yeah. can we date? can can we get to know each other? Can we yeah. like just enjoy each other without being on your time clock? Cuz it ain't the clock is not ticking for either one of us. So we're good. Right, so. right. Wow. Well guys, you have to you do
0: have to promise that if that ever comes up that you will come back on the podcast and let the audience know that that's coming up. <laughs> I want that commitment at least. <laughs> this has been a wonderful conversation. I know it's going to help a lot of people out there. A lot of people are, are supporting you guys, the people that know you. I think both of you guys have wonderful partners. So I'm always wishing for the absolute best I think, as Eugene said, it's sometimes people look for a forever instead of really enjoying the moment. And I think if you guys can continue to enjoy your person in the moment, however that develops, then it develops. It's meant to be. And I do believe the, the spiritual aspect of it, the, what you pray for, all of that, come, that person does come in and make you better for who you are. So everybody, let's thank... Our wonderful guest, this has been a wonderful, wonderful anniversary episode. Happy anniversary.
2: Happy anniversary. you.
0: You can find love. You can find your person. Again, this is Dr. G. If you need some help, I can help you find your person, get in that space to find her. I even got people that's waiting in the line to be connected with somebody good, so... Ladies, gentlemen, go to drgladney.com. Reach out to me. If you are not a part of our Facebook family, you should be. Go to Single Life with Dr. G, dating over 40. Until the next time, you have an absolutely amazing, amazing day. This is Single Life with Dr. G, dating over 40. Single, single.